This is Michael Ware. You're listening to The Morning Five, brought to you by the That Sounds Fun Network, supported by the Center for Christianity and Public Life. Today is Tuesday, July 4th, 2023. Uh, For today's episode, I want to do something uh, different. We've done something like this a a couple times in the past, Uh, but I'm going to read from the conclusion of Frederick Douglass's famous address, What to the Slave is the Fourth of July. Fellow citizens, there is no matter in respect to which the people of the North have allowed themselves to be so ruinously imposed upon as that of the pro-slavery character of the Constitution. In that instrument I hold there is neither warrant, license, nor sanction of the hateful thing, but interpreted as it ought to be interpreted, the Constitution is a glorious liberty document. Read its preamble. Consider its purposes. Is slavery among them? Is it at the gateway? Or is it in the temple? It is neither. While I do not intend to argue this question on the present occasion, let me ask if it be not somewhat singular that if the Constitution were intended to be, by its framers and adopters, a slaveholding instrument, why neither slavery, slaveholding, nor slave can anywhere be found in it? What would be thought of an instrument drawn up legally drawn up for the purpose of entitling the city of Rochester to a tract of land in which no mention of land was made. Now there are certain rules of interpretation for the proper understanding of all legal instruments. These rules are well established. They are plain common sense rules such as you and I and all of us can understand and apply without having passed years in the study of law. I scout the idea that the question of the constitutionality or unconstitutionality of slavery is not a question for the people. I hold that every American citizen has a fight to form an opinion of the Constitution and to propagate that opinion and to use all honorable means to make his opinion the prevailing one. Without this, li- without this fight, the liberty of an American citizen would be as insecure as that of a Frenchman. Ex-Vice President Dallas tells us that the Constitution is an object to which no American mind can be too attentive and no American heart too devoted. He further says the Constitution, in its words, is plain and intelligible and is meant for the homebred, unsophisticated understandings of our fellow citizens. Senator Berrien tells us that the Constitution is the fundamental law, that which controls all others. The Charter of Our Liberties, which every citizen has a personal interest in understanding thoroughly. The testimony of Senator Breeze, Lewis Cass, and many others that might be named who are everywhere esteemed as sound lawyers so regard the Constitution. I take it, therefore, that it is not presumption in a private citizen to form an opinion of that instrument. Now take the Constitution according to its plain reading, and I defy the presentation of a single pro-slavery clause in it. 
On the other hand, it will be found to contain principles and purposes entirely hostile to the existence of slavery. I have detained my audience entirely too long already. At some future period, I will gladly avail myself of an opportunity to give this subject a full and fair discussion. Allow me to say in conclusion, notwithstanding the dark picture I have this day presented of the state of the nation, I do not despair of this country. There are forces in operation which must inevitably work the downfall of slavery. The arm of the Lord is not shortened, and the doom of slavery is certain. I therefore leave off where I began, with hope. While drawing encouragement from the Declaration of Independence, the great principles it contains, and the genius of American institutions, my spirit is also cheered by the obvious tendencies of the age. Nations do not now stand in the same relation to each other that they did ages ago. No nation can now shut itself up from the surrounding world and trot round in the same old path of its fathers without interference. The time was when such could be done. Long-established customs of hurtful character could formerly fence themselves in and do their evil work with social impunity. Knowledge was then confined and enjoyed by the privileged few, and the multitude walked on in mental darkness. But a change has now come over the affairs of mankind. Walled cities and empires have become unfashionable. The arm of commerce has borne away the gates of the strong city. Intelligence is penetrating the darkest corners of the globe. It makes its pathway over and under the sea as well as on the earth. Wind, steam, and lightning are its chartered agents. Oceans no longer divide but link nations together. From Boston to London is now a holiday excursion. Space is comparatively annihilated. Thoughts expressed on one side of the Atlantic are distinctly heard on the other. The far-off and almost fabulous Pacific rolls in grandeur at our feet. The celestial empire, the mystery of ages, is being solved. The fiat of the Almighty, let there be light, has not yet spent its force. No abuse, no outrage whether in taste, sport, or avarice, can now hide itself from, that, from the all-pervading light. The iron shoe and crippled foot of China must be seen in contrast with nature. Africa must rise and put on her yet unwoven garment. Ethiopia shall stretch out her hand unto God. In the fervent aspirations of William Lloyd Garrison, I say, and let every heart join in saying it, God speed the year of Jubilee, the wide world over, when from their galling chains set free, the oppressed shall vilely bend the knee and wear the yoke of tyranny like brutes no more. That year will come and freedom's reign to man his plundered fights again restore. God speed the day 
when human blood shall cease to flow. In every clime be understood the claims of human brotherhood, and each return for evil good, not blow for blow. That day will come all feuds to end and change into a faithful friend, each foe. God speed the hour, the glorious hour, when none on earth shall exercise a lordly power, nor in a tyrant's presence cower, but all to manhood's stature tower by equal birth. That hour will come to each, to all, and from his prison house the thrall go forth. Until that year, day, hour, arrive, with head and heart and hand I'll strive to break the rod and rend the jive, the spoiler of his prey deprive, so witness heaven, and never from my chosen post, whatever the peril or the cost, be driven. Thank you for listening. Happy 4th of July.